This episode is sponsored by Sprout Living. We are very excited to share all about our favorite new plant-based protein powders by Sprout Living. Sprout Living is delicious, and we really appreciate the nourishing quality ingredients. Sprout Living protein powders are all USDA organic, vegan, grain-free, soy-free, gluten-free, nut-free, kosher, and non-GMO with a pumpkin seed, yellow pea, and sunflower seed protein blend that offers up to 26 grams of plant-based protein and superfoods, herbs, and spices. They offer sample packs so you can try all their delicious flavors, including original chocolate maca, vanilla lucuma, and green kingdom. What makes Sprout Living different from most plant-based powders is that they avoid the unnecessary additives that many others on the market use. That means they don't use any gums, thickeners, or natural flavoring, which isn't really natural at all. Instead, they only use real whole superfoods and adaptogens, which is cool because it makes the blends multifunctional. I love to use the chocolate maca blend with cashew butter, chia seeds, flax milk, frozen blueberries, and spinach to make a decadent smoothie that tastes just like a chocolate shake. If you want to try Sprout Living, you can save 20% off your order by using code CWPODCAST. Visit www.sproutliving.com and use code CWPODCAST, one word, to save 20% off. They also offer free shipping and a 100% money-back guarantee. Give them a try and let us know if you love it as much as we do. You can also find direct links in the show notes. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a sustained 50 pound weight loss and self love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness, and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. This episode is brought to you by Ned. Let's talk about CBD. The CBD market feels really saturated these days, doesn't it? It seems like you can get it at any coffee shop or grocery store, and many CBD brands actually source their hemp from industrial hemp farms in China. The brand that we love, and more importantly, the brand that we trust is Ned. Ned produces some of the highest quality CBD available in the world, and Erica and I only partner with brands that we ourselves use. 
Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process all right there on their website. Ned is also USDA certified organic with all products extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Peonia, Colorado. How is that for knowing exactly where your CBD comes from? We have both been longtime users of Ned. I rely on the full spectrum hemp oil to help with anxiety and the hormone balance blend has been a game changer as I transitioned off of birth control. And today we want to talk about Ned's new product, which has been in development for over a year, the de-stress blend. I've gone through two bottles since it's come out and I could not be more obsessed with the benefits and the effects. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full spectrum hemp and check out these ingredients. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. Ashwagandha is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. And the delicious taste of this blend is thanks to the botanical infusion of cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health a key player in your mental health and cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Also, Ned's quality speaks for itself. The products have over 1500 five-star reviews and they work with incredible partners within the medical field like Dr. Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole, who has been a two-time guest on this podcast. If you'd like to give Ned a try, Courageous Wellness listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code CWPODCAST. Visit helloned.com slash CWPODCAST to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash CWPODCAST to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. You can also find a link in our show notes. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Courageous Wellness. Um, We have a great episode for you all today with Katya Lillian. Um, But before we get into her and her formal intro, we're going to do a a short catch up as we always do. So Erica, I know you have pretty big news. Do you want to start us off and share with us? Yes. It's so funny because in last week's intro, I recorded it like for my future self. And I was like, I will have become a puppy mom and I'm sure I won't be sleeping very much. And the reality has hit, hit. And, um, yes, we brought home our beautiful little cavalier King Charles. Her name is Layla and she is the sweetest, most amazing dog in the world. Like she is a little love and she's so smart. Like she's already, um, puppy pee pad trained. She's too small for us to take her outside yet. So we had to train her on puppy pee pads, but she was pee pad trained in like two days. And she's so brave. She's only 3.4 pounds right now, but she's in Aries like Allie. And she like is jumping off couches. She's trying to climb back up. She's trying to climb our staircase. Like she is just brave and smart. And I love her. She's very cute. She's very cute. I'm going to be sharing, you know, with everything going on in the world. If you, you know, need some puppy content, it's on our stories and there's, there's lots of puppy love in our stories right now on Instagram. But with that, 
we are exhausted. Like I didn't realize how tired I would be. I've never, I've had, I was raised with dogs my whole life, but I've never been through a puppy phase before. Um, cause I was a small child when my parents had our first family dog. And then in college when they had our second and, um, well into my twenties when they got their most recent dogs, but yeah. And it gives me like such an appreciation for new moms of human babies as well, because the exhaustion is so real. And I know there are people in the camps of like, we're crate training. So a lot of people are like, well, let them cry it out and just let her, you know, cry it out and have accidents on herself. But we actually had a trainer come a couple days in because we were dying. So we literally like called a recommended trainer who actually specializes in Cavaliers. Like she knows the breed and, you know, her bladder will grow and she really is just crying to pee and poo. And so right now my sleep schedule is she wakes up pretty consistently at 11. We go to bed around nine. So she'll wake up at 11, one or 3am and then like five or 6am. So my husband does like anything after 4.30 a.m. is him and anything before 4.30 a.m. is on me. He's a morning person. So it's like, like, whereas I would sleep in in the morning, even if I'd wake up, he like gets out of bed by six every day. Yeah. So it kind of, I'd like, he can do the morning shifts a little better and I can, um, I'd like, I've stayed up watching Bridgerton till 1 a.m. So I can do the night right. shifts a little <laughs> bit more. So we're trying to make it work. And, um, I'm hopeful that it'll just, you know, as her bladder grows, as we, you know, work with the trainer to like take her water away, maybe a little earlier that we'll only have one wake up per night. Cause the yeah. five, 6am, we don't even count that as a wake up. Cause like my husband, if she wakes up at five 30, is awake. up. Yeah. Like it's not the end of the world. She's so tiny, three and a half pounds. She's so tiny. So I know this won't last forever, but it's giving me such, again, like appreciation for just like mothers in general, because the first three days I like almost had a nervous breakdown. You guys, like I, I didn't even realize like I wasn't eating. I think for three days I had a meal and a half for three days and I was drinking coffee. And so I'm off coffee again because my anxiety was through the roof, which makes sense when you don't eat food. And then again, just because you're stopping and have coffee. So I'm back on matcha. I'm nourishing myself in that way. I also got model meals delivered, um, because I needed to have nourishing food and it's just, we're just trying to get into our new routine with the puppy again, compassion for all. I know we have mothers who listen to our show and I'm like, I get it. Like literally like taking off my makeup and taking a bath is like a luxury right now. Um, other pros are like, I've been completely off social media except for posting pictures of the puppy or for courageous wellness. So there are some like pros and I'm very present because I have to be, but, um, yeah, model meals is great though. And this isn't sponsored at all, but it's like a whole 30, um, paleo friendly meal delivery service. And Danica Brescia is the founder of it. And she was on our podcast a while back, but she's amazing. And I've always enjoyed model meals, but I think they just went national and they got bought out. I'm pretty sure like she sold. Mm. I don't know if, I don't know exactly the deal, but they it's, you know, it's a national shipping and I had never done it since it got sold or they partnered with somebody or whatever the deal is, but I'm pretty impressed. Like it, it was, it came really quick. It came within two days, um, via FedEx, everything was cold. I actually really like the new packaging. I think it cooks everything 
more thoroughly in the oven or in the microwave and the meals are delicious. I'm going to order more for next week. So model meals has been a savior and Ned, which I know is a longtime sponsor, but, um, like I said, my anxiety was so bad just from the caffeine and not sleeping and, you know, not eating correctly. And I've, in addition to I'm back on matcha, I'm eating nourishing meals and I'm adding the de-stress blend from Ned every night to help me sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, it's helping. So, you know, I'm hopeful, hopefully next week when we record, I'll have, I'll be like, she's sleeping through the night or we're only waking up once, but I'm pretty tired and I'm pretty appreciative for Allie because she's really held down the courageous wellness sport when I've had like my week of maternity pup paternity leave. Yeah. I've been like, so, cause I've been sleeping a little bit from like six to nine and I was much more of a morning person, um, before. So I'm, I'm getting sleep now I've gotten sleep for the last two days. It's just in like four hour increments. I'll get like two to four hours here, four hours, four hours. So I'm sure I'll get used to it. I know it will just like the newborn phase it'll end and you know, we'll have a great dog. Um, and yeah, I was going to say, I got terrible sleep last night too, but mine was for reasons of my own doing. And I was reminded as to why I don't often consume, um, straight hard alcohol. <laughs> oh my gosh. But you went to Musso and Frank's, I which is my Musso favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had never been actually, and I lived in 12 years. I've lived in 12 years. I've, can you tell we're tired when we're recording? this? <laughs> I've lived in LA close to 13 years. And so for those of you who are in other cities, states, countries, Musso and Frank's is sort of a Los Angeles institution. It's an, it's a restaurant. It's that, the oldest restaurant in LA it, that's still yeah, around. It's still around. It was 1919. Yeah. So it's like over hundred years old, it's 103 years old. And I swear some of those people have worked there since the start. forever. Doesn't it feel like that? Yeah. Oh, I love those guys. They're like, and it's like you go back in time and they even have the original menu. If you wanted yes. to like order from the original menu and like, and they, they have like, Oh, those old fashioned types drinks, of like drinks. cocktails. Yes. And, and menu items. I noticed that mm-hmm. too. It has a huge menu and it's like, it's all really good too. It's, and it's really well-preserved. It's so funny. They have like the new part of the restaurant is from 1950 and the old part is like from 1919. Yeah. Yeah, But they've really preserved it. Like it's, it really feels like you're going back Back in in time. time. And it's, it was, we would always go like before a show or whenever you're in Hollywood, it's just, you get, it's just so fun. And the cocktails are so good. Yeah. Yeah. So of course I decided to order a cocktail. (laughs) And I ordered a gin martini up with a twist, which I have about maybe once a year. I think the last time I had one was like pre pandemic with you in New York city. Wow. And yeah, so it's been a minute, but let me tell you, I paid for it at about 3am. My eyes popped open. I was so dehydrated. I was like sweating. (laughs) I was like, what is wrong with me? I'm getting old. But anyway, just to goes to show you that alcohol does disrupt your sleep folks. It does. It does. Service announcement. So if you are struggling sleeping, maybe consider examining how alcohol might be played. Alcohol and caffeine. It's, it's funny an the anxiety I was getting. Cause like I've been off booze now for nine months and yeah. you know, if anybody is new or hasn't listened, I'm going a full year without drinking. So there'll definitely be an episode about that in the fall, but you know, the caffeine anxiety in the middle of the night was the same as the anxiety mm. that I would get. It was like, I just felt panics. And I was like, 
what is going on? And I was like, oh, it's, it's the coffee and yeah. you know, the stress. So, and the and alcohol actually, anxiety is real. This is a good idea. We won't get into it now because we don't have time for it, but there are actual reasons why and has to do with how your body processes processes like alcohol removes it from the bloodstream, the liver working in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. So we can go into all of that too. When we do an episode on this, I think that would yeah. be really interesting. We can incorporate it because we're definitely going to do like a a whole episode on solo episode with the alcohol free life. And we can talk about some of the science behind that too. So look out for that. But yeah, I know we have a really good episode today with Katya, but before we get into that, we just want to share that this episode is sponsored by milk and honey. And we are huge fans of milk and honey. I have actually Allie literally every day I've been telling my husband this week, I'm like, I'm going to milk and honey and getting a massage yeah. in the next couple of weeks because yeah. I, I'm so sore all over from picking up this three pound dog and like bending and running up and down the stairs. And anyway, I need a massage. And so if you are local to Los Angeles, or if you live in Texas or Chicago, milk and honey spas are a premium experience. They're beautiful. They're luxurious. They're just they're just top of the line and they have incredible massages and facials and med spa treatments. And we are so happy to be able to offer our listeners 20% off at any of their spa locations, um, with the code CW podcast. We also curated, which I'm definitely going back for a courageous wellness retreat, which includes a 60 minute Swedish massage and dry brushing to really encourage lymphatic drainage and exfoliation. And it feels so, so good. So I'm really looking forward to going back, um, at the end of the month and, yeah, I definitely re- recommend it. Like and 10 out of anybody, 10. You can use the code as Eric was saying on any of the treatments or also on their on- online shop for 20% off. But if you get the courageous wellness retreat, you also get to bring home the dry brush. So you get that with it. So it's basically like you pay for the cost of this massage, but they give you a complimentary service for the full body dry brushing and you get the brush to take home, which is a fun little souvenir. So you can do it at home. You can do dry brushing at home too. Yeah. Um, but let's get to the podcast because we have a great episode to get into. Yes. Uh, so today we are welcoming Katya Lillian. She is an integrative wellness and life coach who teaches that a healthy mindset is possible and the journey to self-love is not that far behind. Katya helps women put a stop to negative self-talk and adopt a strong mindset so that any Anyone can build a life that they love. She also recently launched a journal called Pen Drop that includes 365 pages of soul writing, guided prompts, and monthly reflections designed for you to feel empowered. In this conversation, we hear all about Katya's backstory and how she was able to truly cultivate self-love in her own life. She offers tangible tips and steps for anyone who is currently working to create a positive mindset and reduce negative self-talk. It's a beautiful conversation and we hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Let us know what you think by tagging us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Enjoy. Hi guys, before we get to today's episode, we want to share how excited we are to offer our community 20% off their first order at Sakara with code XO Courageous. We have been big fans of the company for years and the Sakara Life organic meal delivery program is based on a whole food plant-rich diet that includes fresh, nutrient-dense, and delicious ingredients. It's perfect for those weeks you need a refresh or don't have time to meal prep. 
They also have a clean boutique, which offers delicious food forward bars, snacks, beauty water drops, and my personal favorite metabolism super powder, which works to fire up your metabolism, stabilize blood sugar, eliminate bloat and decrease puffiness. The naturally rich low sugar, dark chocolate flavor is perfect for smoothies or simply mixed with coffee and nut milk. I also regularly use the Sakar cookbook full of plant-rich recipes, which you can purchase on their website. Click the link in our show notes to visit sakara.com and use code XOCourageous for 20% off your first order. We know you will love it as much as we do. Now on to the episode. Welcome, Katya. We are very happy to have you connect with you and just chat with you today on the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, us as well. So just to get started, can you share with our listeners a little bit about your background, your personal background and how it's led you into the wellness space? Um, maybe your own sort of like definition of what that means for you and then the type of work that you do now. Yeah, absolutely. I'll try not to ramble. Um, <laughs> so to get started, my background, I grew up pretty much all over the world. My dad was in the Air Force. And so I was a military brat and just trying to find myself from a young age because I was introduced to all these different cultures and different types of people. And once I got comfortable with it, I was kind of pulled away and then we moved again, right? So that was my experience from a young age. And then as it pertains to health and wellness, I really struggled with body image and self-confidence and finding my own voice. I'm also very tall, by the way, I'm 5'11". And I think I always just stood out literally. And that really became hard for me just again as a self-image type thing. And that led to emotional issues that led to eating issues that led to binge eating. I mean, name it all. Right. And so I really just had to kind of put myself out there and do trial and error with myself and learn what works for me. Um, What has sorry, what this has led into is my coaching program because I found a way to really fall in love with myself and wellness from all the research I've done and all of the people I've met, it always comes down to self-love for me. That is like the foundation And from there, that's when you can choose to eat better because you want to take care of yourself. That's when you want to move your body because you feel better. That's when you want to look for people that are like-minded and support you. But it all starts with yourself. And that's really what I coach upon now. I received my life coaching certification about three years ago now today. Um, Yeah. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I feel very aligned. I have a self-love journey as well. I have a self-love journey. I feel like a lot of learning how to really love and treasure myself was one of the most transformative parts of my wellness journey that has stayed with me for the last decade of my life. And 
continues to evolve, right? Like it's just deeper and deeper layers of learning how and continuing to love and treasure myself as I am. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about what your self-love journey looked like? Maybe we can break it down a little bit more. How did you start to really heal, honor, and love yourself? Yeah. I tell this story all the time, but I was 24 years old and I went to a Tony Robbins seminar. It was Unleash the Power Within in downtown Los Angeles. And I was there for the four days. And within 10 minutes of that first day, I was just like, these are my people. This is what I've been looking for. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I was hooked. And what Tony allowed me to do, I think it's on the third day, if you guys are familiar, but the whole day is devoted to healing. And he actually gets rid of all the kids in the room, if there were any kids uh, there with their family members. And he shuts down all the lights and he kind of takes you down this path of a visualization. And it's kind of a dark visualization, to be honest, because whatever you're feeling right now, whatever insecurity you have right now, whatever pain you have, regret, he maximizes that and he forces you to visualize your life in that same state of mind five years down the road, 10 years down the road. So you feel that future pain. And I think that is what woke me up. And I decided my life is too short to be held back from any kind of regret or fears or worries or stresses or caring what other people think. Um, And that truly changed my life. I mean, that was, that was seven years ago and I haven't looked back since. So that was my self-love aha moment. Yeah. It's, it's interesting when we hear, you know, you hear stories and people sharing these moments and sometimes they are, it's not that it's like everything changes overnight, but like an, a once an awareness, it, it might be like a moment that it just takes to flip an awareness. And you're sharing about like, not, I don't know, maybe having this sense of time awareness too. I think that's a really interesting exercise. I, I sort of like resonated with that Um, this idea of, I think once we understand that our time is not like unlimited Mm -hmm. and, or at least our time, you know, one of our guests recently called it earth school. And I love that like time in earth school is, (laughs) is, is limited. And it's not a bad awareness to have because it does give you a sense of like, this moment won't ever come again. And I also always say, like, I always say this to Erica, but like life is not a dress rehearsal. And it really took me through my twenties. Like, I don't even think I was into, I don't think it was until I was into my thirties where I really started to internalize it. Like, oh, I'm not like, I can't like do my twenties over again. You know, now with the knowledge that I have now, like that's, Mm -hmm. that's this thing. And in this like earth school that we're in where it's like, oh, it's like, once we start to acquire awareness and wisdom, can we implement it for ourselves? And can we be open as Erica mentioned earlier too, to like continuing to let, let that evolve. But it's cool when people have these moments as you shared, where it's not like maybe all the skills weren't fully set in that moment, but 
your awareness shifted and it couldn't go back after that. So, um, I guess that takes me to like, you had this sort of aha moment and you decided that you wanted to live from a different perspective without regret, without, um, being so consumed with like my, what other people might think Mm -hmm. uh, those examples. So how did you develop skill sets around and practice around being able to live in this new awareness? Ooh, such a good question. I think the skill set evolved over time. Like you mentioned, I think I had an awareness now at 24, that aha moment, but I still had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't have all the answers, right? It was just a little shift. But with that shift, I started going down a different path. And that path was with me putting myself first. And I didn't really care anymore what my mom thought or what my dad thought or what my coworkers at the time thought. I just started moving in this direction of what does Katya want, even though she was still afraid And even though she didn't 110% know, is this the right path? But in that moment, it felt so right. I would also like to highlight there was a certain type of curiosity. There wasn't any more fear, but it was more now, well, what if I try this? What could happen? Maybe it could be more positive than the negative that we always think about with future scenarios, right? Instead of, what if this doesn't work out? The flip side, what if this does work out? And so I had to channel that curiosity and over time and over years and over messy action, as I like to call it, that's when I slowly found the answers and the skill sets. And because it worked for my life and because I got myself to a good place, now I use it to coach other girls. Hmm. Yeah. It's so crazy. Even now today, I ask myself all the time, like in moments of stress, even in not like, honestly, when I wake up in the morning, I tell myself like, what if everything you want is going to work out? How are we going to do today? You know, like what's going to happen today if we really believe that. And it forces you to, or it doesn't force you, it joyfully allows you to show up in a totally different way. Mm -hmm. And it's been incredibly transformative. And it actually, like, I'm really fascinated with like neuropathways mm-hmm. and, um, our body holding on to trauma and experiences. I'm really into like IFS and parts therapy, or I'm starting to get really into IFS and parts therapy, mm-hmm. but it, it talks about, we have all these different parts of ourselves, right. That can run the show mm-hmm. in a very basic way, but we really have to allow the version of ourselves today to be the one that is running the show, right? I don't need 12 year old Erica to run the show today. I need 33 year old Erica to show up and run the show today, right? Just like you didn't need 23 year old Katya to show up in that moment, right? You need this, this version of yourself. And I think it's really powerful to powerful. And even if it's scary to make choices from that place of well, what if everything's going to work out? Or it doesn't matter if my mom supports this or my dad supports this or my best friend or my boyfriend supports this. Like what is true to my heart? Like, I think this is some of the most powerful 
work we can do. And Ali and I talk about this pretty often in terms of living from your integrity and your authenticity and not, which is so hard. And I feel like we learn so much in our twenties. And I think as we enter our thirties is you don't always have to consult the peanut gallery, right? Like you don't need everyone else's opinion to make a decision or to take a step forward, right? You just need to tap into your intuition, your inner knowing. And so I think that's really beautiful. And so again, for our listeners too, and I know you work as a coach and you have a journal that we're really excited to get into. I think your journal is so beautiful and I'm a huge fan of journaling and journaling has been really transformative in my own life. But Mm -hmm. my question too is right. How do you coach other women to get there, right? Because all of this that we're talking about um, takes a lot of work to get there, right? And to change these patterns. So how how do you work with women to get there? Yeah, great question. And that has also evolved over the three years that I've been doing this now. When I first started coaching, it was completely self-taught. It was trial and error. I had the truest and purest intention of helping other girls. And so, of course, I invited my best friends at the time. Hey, let's try this out. I have a six-week coaching program. It's going to change your life. And they received value from it. And I taught them certain foundational um, rules and guidelines that I follow now, the basics of wellness, if you will. Move your body, drink your water, be aware of who you're hanging out with. However, those are very basic. And I found over time, sometimes the girls would tell me what I wanted to hear a little bit. And so I had to get deeper and peel back layers. And now it's evolved into a six month program, because like you just said, this takes time and I meet with them on a weekly basis and I have to ask them the right questions. So what I've learned is I don't want them to come to me as a coach and feel like they need to report to me. I'm using air quotes here. It has to be something where they're so honest with themselves and they need to be vulnerable, not for me, but for themselves. Because I think how you just mentioned, if they're not showing up as themselves right now today versus who they showed up or had to show up when they were 20, 25, based off of whatever circumstances they were in, it's not going to work out. You're not being honest with yourself. So it's a six month program now. And a majority of the call is me questioning them. And it's the hard questions that their friends won't ask them. It's designed that way on purpose so that they do have that chance to self-reflect. And most girls that I've worked with now, they don't self-reflect and they haven't for years. There's a lot of tears, a lot of emotions that happen, but that is the beginning to change because now they are aware. Do you think, it's interesting, you have my like my wheels spinning, (laughs) but I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Do you think that, um, I'm going to say women, I I think it's probably more, I think it's probably people, however they're gendered, but I think historically, um, there's been this kind of on women 
Do you think there's like, or do you come up against a lot of shame in the self-reflection process? Like, do people, do people not self-reflect because like, why aren't, why, I guess my curiosity, why do you think just based on your own sort of experience as a coach, why do you think people are either afraid to, or avoid self-reflection? And then once they do, you said there's like lots of tears and, you know, a lot comes up. What do you think is at the root of not wanting to like go, wanting to go years or going years without that sense of curiosity about themselves? Yeah. Great question. What comes up first for me, I guess it's two parts. Number one is just our society. I think from a societal perspective, we don't really teach anyone. You should pause. You should self-reflect. Ask yourself those powerful questions. Are you happy? Do you like who you are? Are you showing up as yourself? I feel like in most of my conversations, that still comes off as woo-woo to people. Like it's weird. And I'm like, why is that weird to you? But they, it's just so abnormal for them. And I think also society loves us being busy. And so it's really hard for someone to stop, rest, and not lose their identity in this productivity that we have, at least here in Western society in America. It's always go, go, go. And I don't think we give ourselves enough time to stop and slow down and actually just wake up and look around. Are you even happy? Or is this just a role you've been playing now for years? Yeah. And I, I wonder if it also feeds on itself. I'm sure it does in the sense of like, I haven't self-reflected because I'm busy, but I'm also busy. So I don't have to self-reflect and stop. Yes. This episode is brought to you by base. Ever wanted to figure out why you are feeling sluggish or bloated or what's really up with your stress levels or why you never feel truly rested with base at home blood work kits, a simple finger prick or saliva sample makes it easy to find out the answers to common health concerns. Whether you know which tests you want to get started with, or you need some guidance, BASE's proprietary assessment quiz makes it easy to begin your health journey empowered with an understanding of your own body. Members can measure, understand, and improve their health levels related to the five most common areas of health concerns, diet, stress, energy, sleep, and sex drive. The result of your hormone, vitamin, or nutrient tests are delivered to you through BASE's app and come with personalized recommendations, including lifestyle changes, supplement suggestions, and more. We both had the opportunity to try base and we love having the information at our fingertips and really recommend it as a resource. You know, we are huge proponents of advocating for your own health and base gives you a baseline information about yourself just to make it easier. Pricing starts at $59.95 per month or quarterly, or you can start with base complete, which are eight tests upfront for four fifty. We are happy to be able to offer our listeners 20% off with the code CW podcast to get started. Take the base quiz, which will give you a recommendation for a personalized testing plan. Visit get base.com slash CW podcast to receive 20% off with code CW podcast at checkout. You can also find the direct link to the quiz in our show notes. I think the latter because 
I think people are afraid of what they'll uncover because a lot of people are running away from something, whether that's regret, a poor decision they made way back when, something they feel shameful or bad about. There's some kind of negative emotion tied to that past experience. And that's what I, as a coach, that's my job to figure out what was that experience. And let's change that around from a negative emotion to a positive emotion. So you're not running away from it anymore. You don't view it anymore as a regret or uh, something that might hold you back. If anybody is listening and like they can feel the fear, maybe start to bubble through this conversation of like, Ooh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. What do you think is the first step to start going inward? I always say, if you feel so fearful to go back and reflect and be accountable for your choices, you have to start from a place of gratitude. And I'm not saying start every morning, top three list of what you're grateful for, like sunshine or whatever. That's great. That puts you in a positive state of mind. But again, it has to be deeper than that. So you need to look at yourself and your life in the present day and truly think, what are you so grateful for, for yourself? What are you doing right now? Do you have a job? Are you employed? Are you healthy? Can you move your body? All of that starts putting you into a gratitude mindset so that you feel a bit more comfortable. And I truly believe gratitude trumps fear. I know Tony Robbins has a quote, I'm paraphrasing, but he talks about how anytime you feel fearful, switch back into gratitude and that will help you go down this path that seems to be a bit scary to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And you know, something you touched on earlier that also had my wheels kind of turning is this concept of curiosity. You Uh were talking about it in the, um, in your own journey, you became a more curious person, but then also in your, um, the way you approach your coaching is, which I think good coaches do is asking these sort of high mileage questions and, and really showing, um, curiosity and allowing people to have curiosity about their, the own, their own sort of inner workings. Mm -hmm. But I heard this quote and I'm laughing. No one can see this because it's a podcast, but, um, (laughs) because I heard it on Ted Lasso this year. And it's sort of, it's sort of like loosely attributed, um, to Walt Whitman. Cause I looked it up, but it was like, there's some sort of like skepticism on whether or not he said it, but basically the gist is this it's be curious, not judgmental. Mm-hmm. And that you're talking about the, uh, the difference, like when you're shifting from a fear, if you use gratitude, you can shift from a, you know, a fear mindset out of it. Um, and I think it's the same thing, whether it's towards ourselves or others, is that if we're feeling judgmental, if we ask questions, if we show curiosity, we can break down that judgment and you've used the word curiosity like multiple times. And I, that's just like really resonating with me because it's been sort of my approach this year. 
mm-hmm. is really trying to like, if I'm feeling even angry about something, even if it's something like in the news, I try to explore it with curiosity because mm-hmm. there's so many things that I, yes, I find myself having, you know, I, I don't find it as much. Like, I don't think I'm very judgmental, like one-on-one, you mm-hmm. know, with people, like, I think I've really done a lot of work to try to just really be understanding, even if I don't agree, or even if I'm hurt or whatever that might be. But I think it's also easier, like on a, like a larger level to just like live in judgment sometimes. And I find myself, you know, that can create a lot of unhappiness too. And it's important to like resist certain things. And and it's not about that, but it's really trying to get towards like understanding why certain things are the way they are, why certain people might feel the way they feel. Um, because it's almost like the, uh, it's sort of like the functional medicine, but from like a social perspective where it's like, let's get to the root of why this exists rather than just sort of like trying to treat a symptom. And anyway, you just talking a lot about curiosity today has really like that. It resonates with me because it's been a big theme in my own life this year. And I think it's like such an important aspect of trying to, yeah, like just understand ourselves as human beings. Yeah. As you were talking, you said so much. I wrote down words actually because (laughs) I didn't want to lose it. Um, You're exactly right. So with my own experience with curiosity, one step further, I had to think about a future situation or something that I thought of, right? Like I want to move to Chicago, right? Normally people think very fearfully about something new in the future. There's a lot of anxiety tied to it because again, we think what if worst case scenario, I think the curiosity points us in a direction of what if best case scenario. So curiosity is rooted in such more of a positive mindset versus oh no, if I make this decision, it's going to be bad and I'm going to fail. And so we almost have to redefine what does failure even mean to you, right? Is the world going to crash and burn if you make a bad decision? Or is that something you have made up in your mind, right? So curiosity, I think, is rooted in positivity from a future perspective, What you also mentioned, understanding someone and not judging them, I think that is empathy. And that was part of my healing journey as well. Mainly with my parents, I love my parents so much. But I think as a kid or as a teenager, young 20s, you sometimes look at your parents and you could look at it as a victim mindset. Well, why don't we have this? Or why didn't you do this? Or why don't you love me? Or whatever. But coming from an empathic perspective, now I understand my parents did the best that they could do with what they have. And I think that's so, so powerful. And you could look at that with every relationship you have, friendship, romantic, it's always empathy. Where is that other person coming from? So I just wanted to share that because all that came up for me as you were talking. Yeah, it's beautiful. I actually, I had, when I first started therapy, Mm -hmm. my therapist said to me, she was like, you always go to the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. But that was the first time I heard, she said exactly what you said. She goes, the worst case scenario is just as likely as the best case scenario. So if you're going to tell yourself the worst case, 
I want you to also tell yourself the best case and just that little lesson, right? Like I didn't have to, um, make an immediate change, right? Like I didn't have to never go to the worst case scenario again, but it trained myself. If my brain goes to the worst case scenario to also start telling myself what the best case scenario would be. And that was years ago now. And it's so much more, it's, it's absolutely much more intuitive now. And similarly, right. I think a lot of fear and anxiety, right. I've also heard like changing the word cause I am an anxious person. Like I, I do struggle with anxiety. And so changing the wording from anxiety to excitement has also been really transformative. So when I'm like, oh, I'm anxious about this thing I have to do next week. I just start telling myself, no, Erica, you're excited about what you have to do this week. And it does create again, like it, it does impact the reality and Allie and I, as our listeners know, we met through our Buddhist practice. So we do have like a spiritual Buddhist practice and there's a quote, um, we practice SGI Nitram Buddhism and there's a, a Gosho passage and it's, there's a, a portion in it where, um, uh, Nitram Daishonin says there are not two lands pure and pure in themselves. The difference lies solely in the good and evil of our minds. And I think of that a lot because I, I think that's life, like everything we perceive. Right. And I'm not saying yes, there are horrors and there are massive traumas. And I'm not saying that those don't exist, but I think on the, like a basic flat line of how a lot of us live our life, the way we are perceiving our life is what's determining our reality, not the actual situations we're in. And again, this isn't a blanket statement for everybody, but I think this does apply to a lot of us. And even myself when dealing with like really intense things, you know, the last year has been really challenging with family health on my husband's side. And six months ago, I was in such a dark place about it. Like I was in such a dark place about it and now I'm not and nothing, right? Like the environment is the same. Mm -hmm. Nothing like has changed, but I've changed and I'm perceiving the environment differently. And I think again, I think there's, there's a lot there. And I think I know that that can anger people or that can make you be like, no, but I think sometimes that's because we're so tied to the way we're perceiving our reality again. So I think this is a really important conversation. And I do think it's important work that you're doing with people, Katya. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. That's super powerful. Again, so much came to mind as you shared that. What helps me, especially when especially during COVID, of course, that was probably the worst for me in my lifetime because I read about situations in history books, but this was the first time where it was this severe and this crazy that I lived through it. And that was really hard for me, but I then also remembered I can only control what I can control and focus on that. 
that has changed my mindset with anything going out in the world. Like my parents watch the news every morning and I ask them to stop because especially in the morning, now you're setting the tone for your day and you'll be so fear ridden all day. And that's what you're thinking about and negative thoughts come up. And so I stopped watching news and with family health, like, um, sorry, (laughs) with family members and their health, that's really hard to see and witness. And I think that's the hardest because I feel helpless at that point. What can I do at a certain point in their health journey? However, again, I can only control what I can control. And I don't think sometimes people feel like that's selfish. However, I think it's an act of self-love because if I'm not good, I can't help anyone else. If my cup is not full, what can I do, right? I I can't do anything. I can't be of value to you. So as long as I can take care of myself, then maybe I can help take care of you as much as I can. Um, One other thing you mentioned about anxiety. I feel like a lot of us think about, again, the future and the what if worst case scenario, Or a lot of us are stuck in the past and the regret, if I did this, shoulda, coulda, woulda. But regardless of where you're at mentally, I think if you always come back to the present moment and there's different techniques to get there, but then that forces you to only focus on the the step versus the staircase, right? That's another quote I'm paraphrasing, but That just shows you, okay, what am I in control of and what's my next step? That is all I can do versus worry about this staircase that doesn't even exist yet. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey is a female founded and funded brand that began as a luxury day spa in Austin, Texas, and has since grown to include eight locations across Texas and Los Angeles, California, as well as a line of bath, body, and skincare products born from the spa. One of Milk and Honey's best-selling products is the natural deodorant, which is loved by Zoe Kravitz and was featured in her Vogue's Beauty Secrets video. I've been using the baking soda free version exclusively for over two, three years. This gentle aluminum free baking soda free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. It never gave me any itchy red bumps when I switched over and passed the smell test, even after an intense workout. It truly is the best and comes in two scents, lavender tea tree and lemon vanilla. In addition to clean deodorant, their online boutique also offers clean beauty products from top brands, including Osea Malibu, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, Supergoop, and more. Some favorite products of mine other than the deodorant include Milk and Honey's Gel Cleanser, Supergoop Glow Screen and SPF 40, which I now buy on their site, and Osea's Body Oil and Vegas Nerve Oil, which activates the body's relaxation response and helps regulate stress. Their spas are also lovely, and we are both big fans of their spa treatments. And we now offer discounts at both the online boutique and spa locations on all spa and med spa treatments. We are also thrilled to partner with Milk and Honey to offer a courageous wellness spa package called the Courageous Wellness Retreat 
at a discounted rate. The Courageous Wellness Retreat combines a 60-minute milk and honey signature massage, which is a Swedish massage tailored to your needs, focusing on relaxation and stress relief combined with body brushing, an exfoliating and detoxifying treatment that uses a natural bristle brush that you get to take home to stimulate your lymph and circulation while also reviving dull skin. Courageous Wellness listeners can enjoy 20% off your next order at milkandhoney.com and 20% off your first spa service at any Milk and Honey location with code CWPODCAST. Visit milkandhoneyspa.com to find a location near you. And if you want to try the Courageous Wellness Spa package offered at a special rate, use the code Courageous Wellness Retreat to redeem. This is not able to be combined with any other discount or promotion. You can also find all the information in our show notes. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to the control thing you were talking about. I think that's a good point because it's like, and we can, we can get overwhelmed. It's not about like not being informed, but it's like at a certain point, there's a diminishing return on mental health. I had this moment too, for myself. Um, I don't even remember what, what it was in the height of, it was definitely during the pandemic, um, where I was like, okay, I'm a well-informed person. And I do feel like that's my responsibility to be one. And tonight, right now, if I consume anything else on this TV, any more news, it's going to start having detrimental effects on me. And then I can't do anything to help anybody because I won't even be able to help myself. And mm-hmm. so I think like you, po- you make a really good point because otherwise, doesn't it just become martyrdom mm-hmm. completely? You know? It completely becomes martyrdom. It's like, oh, like I'm going to utterly just sacrifice so much that that becomes like why, how I get, I don't know, pray, like you get praise, the attention shifts from the actual issue at hand Mm -hmm. to the sacrifice of the person who's just not taking care of himself. Yeah. It's really interesting. I just like, I was like, Oh, martyrdom came. No, I think, I think we've all done that. Like I have a New York times subscription and I read the headlines once a day and that's it for the whole day. Now I just (laughs) inundate myself. Like I, exactly. Like I want to stay informed, Mm -hmm. but I just, yeah, that's, that's my consumption for my, and, and again, it's like, yeah. Yeah. We could talk about that for hours, but prioritizing (laughs) your mental health. And I think Ali, you make a good point too. It's not about not like, it's important to be informed and consume, um, real news sources, but that doesn't mean we have to sacrifice our mental health in order to do so. So I'm curious to Katya, we talked so much about your work, but you did create your first product and you did create, or maybe it's not your first product, but you did create a journal and, like we've already mentioned and teased, I'm a big fan of journaling. It's helped me tremendously through all of this work. I feel like we're very aligned. The present moment is everything. And the more we can live in it, the better we are, the better our days are. And what are our days, if not our life, right? It's not, our life is just the culmination of our days. So can you talk to us a little bit about your journal and who it's for, what it does, if somebody can't access the journal, maybe we can just talk about journaling a little bit and why you created this and why people should be journaling. I would love to. 
So it was about a year and a half ago, I was on a call with a client of mine and we were talking about journaling. So I usually assign a certain task or something that my client can have during the week to work on. And I usually assign journaling for every single client, regardless of who you are, because journaling is such a great way uh, to release certain emotions. And I'll get into that a little bit more later. But I was on this call with a client and I had her write down an empowering statement. She wanted to lose weight at the time. And so I had her say, if I move my body every day for 20 minutes, something that feels good to me, that I enjoy, that I have fun, then it is inevitable that I will start feeling better and losing weight and eating better. And it has this domino effect. So I had her write this empowering statement down. And when she read it out loud, she actually threw her pen down and I felt the energy through the screen. This was on a Zoom call. And I was like, did you just drop your pen? (laughs) And she said, Katya, I got chills when I read that statement because it's so crystal clear to me what I need to do. And I've been dealing with this for years and I've always had excuses in the way. And I was in that moment where I realized how powerful our words could be not only spoken, but also written. Not everyone is good at speaking their words or knowing what to say. And that was my aha moment. I was like, I think it needs to be pen drop project. And so that's where the name came from. My love for journaling, it says it on uh, one of the pages inside the book, but it's um, kind of a blend. It serves as your cheerleader. It serves as your therapist and it serves as your escape. And I really believe that because that's what journaling provided me as I went on my self-love journey back at 24, when I had that mindset shift with the Tony Robbins experience, I felt very alone because the world that I had created at 24 with the mindset I had, it was surrounded with negative thinking and people that didn't support me. And, you know, it was just kind of living this lie a little bit. So when I wanted to journal, no one really supported that. And they equated it to a diary when I was in high school, right? (laughs) So getting to journal, I was able to release my honest thoughts out. And the journal was my cheerleader. And then it was also my therapist. That was my release of any negative emotions I was feeling. And then it also provided an escape for me. It allowed me to imagine and allowed me to tap into that curiosity that I spoke about before. And it was just this safe space for me to truly understand what I was thinking about. But then again, it gave me this feeling of empowerment in private. And that soon led to action steps in public, in reality, in my real life. So it was a super powerful, transformative experience for me. And I wanted to share it with others. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's, that's cool. And I love hearing like sort of where creative sparks that Mm -hmm. lead to something tangible come from. Those are fun stories to hear. Um, it's interesting. I know like of the two of us, Erica is more of the journaler. I would say like you, you have a part, like it's a part of your kind of regular practice. Right. But I did have an experience and it sort of was a specific, um, structured journal exercise that actually, uh, a holistic practitioner of mine who is, um, my TCM 
and acupuncturist practitioner, um, I was dealing with, um, a weird sort of health symptom, but my tests, like I was testing fine. I was going to all the doctors, like all my tests were normal, but I was uncomfortable. And, um, she's like, I I was improving. I was improving. I was improving, but I sort of kind of got to this point where like, okay, everything looks good. The tests all look good. You're, you know, seemingly like a little bit better, but it's not 100%. And she gave me, it sort of challenged me, but gave me the tools too to do somatic journaling, which is a way to, you know, move what we hold in our body, which we referenced earlier, our emotions out. So maybe not even being aware of something that felt like sort of stuck in the body, but was more emotional kind of in its root rather than in physical, but presenting as a physical symptom. She's like, you can try it. I've had a lot of I've had a lot of success with this because, um, she's like, if I can get you like 90% with the, you know, with the health stuff, with the like physical and health stuff, sometimes this is sort of like that last kind of component. Um, so I tried it and all it took, I, I mean, I kid, kid you not. It took me sitting down for one journaling session with the structure that was provided, that was specific, like somatic journaling, I felt better. And I think I did it maybe like one or two more times. And it's been, I don't know, a year and I haven't had the symptoms, um, come back. And there was one time where I had like a little bit of what I felt like a flare and I just like revisited that and I'm fine. And now I'm like conscious of that. There was like some stuff that I was just holding emotionally in my body. So I've also, even though I'm not like a regular journal journaler, I wanted to just, as you're explaining about your journal, I wanted to say like, I've also had the experience where it can be incredibly impactful to, um, like you said, have that sort of safe space, but also just the ability and the time by yourself to get something out or to tap into parts of your subconscious that you might not be, really aware of on the surface, but like through writing, it can kind of bring that forward. So I've actually had like positive health benefits from it too. Yeah. So awesome to hear. And I think, I mean, you touched it. It, It's a release that happens in a journaling session, whether it's positive and you're cheering yourself on and you're congratulating yourself because no one else will, Or if something negative happened and you don't know how to process those emotions, get it on paper. That is a form of release. And I promise you, you will feel 10 times lighter. Even mentally, I feel like I always have mental clarity after a journaling session. I always call it like a brain dump. That's what it is sometimes. Just get it all on paper. And now it's out of my body. It's out of my mind. It is on paper. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything you shared today with us and our listeners. This was a beautiful conversation and I feel like we could talk for hours, but as we reach the end of our time, as we begin to wrap up, we always conclude with three questions. And the first question is what, I mean, we've kind of talked a little bit about this in general, but so now I guess specifically, what are some of your self-care non-negotiables in your day-to-day? It would have to start with my morning routine. So I wake up 
on a consistent schedule, let's say 7, 7.30 a.m. I do some stretches, I do my skincare, I go outside to wake my body up. I drink water before coffee or matcha or anything like that. I journal and I try to get some form of movement, whether it's a HIIT workout, some days it's just stretching, some days it's yoga. My whole point is self-care happens for me in the morning before I look at my phone, before I open my computer, before I answer an email, because what I've learned over the years is that puts me in a proactive state of mind versus reactive. And that's transformed my entire day. Thank you. The second question we ask is what does being courageous mean to you? Courageous means showing the world who you truly are and not being afraid to love yourself. There's this misconception where it's selfish to put yourself first. It's the exact opposite. You can love yourself. That's where it starts. And then you can build a life that you love. You just need to be courageous to do it on your own at the beginning, because sometimes it's a lonely road. Thank you for sharing that. And the last question we always ask is, is there a book that's been particularly meaningful to you along your journey on any topic that you'd like to share with our audience? There are so many books. How do I choose one? (laughs) I would have to say probably You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. And the reason why is because as I was building my own business, I had to get over my money mindset issue. I didn't realize I had one. I didn't realize it was there. But after I read that book, I noticed, okay, there's some issues here going on with money. And she transformed my money mindset. And I think it was a week later, I gained my first client after finishing that book. So I would recommend that book to anyone if they have any money mindset issues. Thank you. And if anyone wants to find you, work with you, follow you, where can they do that? On Instagram is the best place. You can follow me, just my name, Katia.Lillian. You can go to my website, KatiaLillian.com. But I would say Instagram is the best place and send a DM. Don't be shy. I'm happy to respond and start a conversation with you. Thank you, Katia. Thank you for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.